episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode 27. In this episode, the moms chat about Dragon Box, a Pandia Press giveaway, and steps to getting started homeschooling. <laughs> Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, Mom, can I have a drink? Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tita. I'm Becky. And And we're we're the the Savvy savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit-chat? 19 minutes, 48 seconds. And uh, how's your last two weeks been? Oh, pretty good. I had a bit of a snafu with the last uh, episode, though. That was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I don't even—I don't even know how I ended up finding it. But I was listening. Oh, I know. I was li- listening for something for somebody. I was looking for a part to give them the the co- the time code of where to skip to that topic, and I discovered that I had left a like the entire somehow had copied and pasted the entire song, <laughs> our intro outro song in near the end of the show, somewhere around the one hour mark. So if anybody got <laughs> the, the the oopsie version of uh, episode 26, I have since deleted that, uploaded the fixed version. So go back to our show, uh, I mean, uh, to our website and um, re-download because that was embarrassing. <laughs> like yeah. right when we started talking about the actual homeschool topic. <laughs> <laughs> the song came on, and not only did the song go play for its entirety, but it also was not. Usually, I bring the volume down significantly so that I can, you can hear us. <laughs> so it's like you know, full volume, and oh, <laughs> hopefully, I didn't scare anybody with that. I hope <laughs> I was just really surprised that nobody had mentioned it. I'm like, did everybody listen to this and just like not notice or, <laughs> or what? But yeah, sorry about that, guys. I did fix it though, so it's all Excellent. fixed now. I did finally get to see Les Mis. Yay! Yay! That happened uh, last weekend. Oh my gosh, I was so so excited. Um, I'm a huge Les Mis fan, as many people probably already know. I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but I've been listening to the music and and I read the book, the unabridged version, a long time ago, and saw the play twice. And um, my kids have grown up listening to the music, so I'm like a huge Les Mis fan. So I was very excited to see the the movie. It was really, really well done. I think I really didn't have any major complaints, other than the fact that I don't think that the guy who plays Jean Valjean, I forget his name, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, I didn't think he had a very good singing voice. <laughs> I was like cringing by the end. It was like oh, because he's like straining to sing some of those notes, and I was like, oh god, he's not that good. It was kind of like Pierce Brosnan and Mamma Mia. Oh, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. You mean Hugh Jack? Hugh yeah. Jackman has a fantastic voice. He's yeah, he's he sung on award shows and stuff. yeah, he didn't do so good with Jean Valjean's parts, in my opinion. <sighs> I'm in shock. <laughs> No, I don't think it was in his range as well, or I don't know. I'm certainly no professional or anything, but it just had me cringing. I really, it just sounded really strained, especially by the end of the of the movie. I was just like cringing. I told Adam, I'm like, like I'm stop. (laughs) Oh my god, I can't take it anymore. Oh my gosh. And then the other part in the end of the movie, I was like, could they make him look a little less like Wolverine? 
at the end he had the the sideburns and i was like seriously did they do that on purpose because he didn't have that for a whole rest of the movie at the end he looked dead on wolverine and i was like come on guys that's, that's just silly <laughs> i was like oh my god yeah but no but everybody else i think did a really good job and uh the guy who plays javert the the constable uh police officer guy um was fabulous i forget his name too <laughs> horrible with names who's the guy that plays javert um, <laughs> he's the Crow. russell crowe thank you he did fabulous i had a great voice and he was great for the part i think he did a fabulous job yeah i really wonder nice how many cause... awards they're winning this evening oh yeah we're missing <laughs> i don't care i never i never watched that show do you ever watch the no, Oscars? i don't watch award shows no i don't either so I could care less. Oh, anything that comes up that was worth watching, we can watch on YouTube later. So That's yeah. true. And the only one I really cared about was the animated film. And I found out that Brave won over Wreck-It Ralph. And so that's okay. I'm okay really? with either one of those I winning. I want to see Brave because I, I have not seen that yet. It sounds like a good movie. I haven't seen Brave, but the kids have and they really enjoyed it. And oh, we saw Wreck-It Ralph and we loved it. So I don't even know what that's about. So I'll have it's to go look it up. Video games. That's why I liked it. Cubert's in it. Oh, cute. I love Hubert. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, off track again, aren't we? Oh, we're <laughs> Let's see. What else? Oh, my God. Tearing into Magic School Bus again. He hasn't seen it in a long time. And I I checked one out of the library because we're doing the human body in our science co-op. Yes. So I found the... Um, the magic school bus, uh, something in the human body or whatever. I forget what it was called, but it, it was all about the human body. They go into one of the, I think you they go into Ralphie's body or something. And I think I have the book. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really cute. And he's like totally addicted to it now. So uh, if anybody hasn't checked out the magic school bus series for their kids, go check it out. It's awesome. It's like amazing. I'm sure that there's probably, we'll have to find a place where you can watch it online for free. I bet it's on Netflix. I would imagine they're, they have lots of them on Netflix. I bet. Yeah, I haven't been on there in a while, so we'll have to check and see. But um, probably a lot of full episodes of things are on YouTube these days, too. So yes, worth checking out. Let's see what else. Oh, um, Google Plus. I, I listened to a whole bunch of, a whole bunch, way too many, business podcasts. They're actually fascinating. I learn new stuff all the time. And one of the shows I listen to, The LinkedIn Lady, um, she talks about what's the the latest social media n- news, and mm-hmm. she said, according to something that came out recently, that Google Plus has now jumped to number two social in social media, um, for uh, what was it for active users? That's what it was for active users, which was really surprising to me because I don't think anybody used it. But mm-hmm. I went and checked it out because of that, and holy cow, there's a lot of people in a lot of homeschool groups going on over there. So I'm like jumping in to see what it's like. So if anybody here is on uh, Google Plus, then uh, look for me <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and check out the homeschool groups over there. There's there's a lot of stuff happening over there. I'm actually kind of enjoying it. Not that I need another social media to check out, but, <laughs> but, you know, for business reasons, I want to make sure that I have, you know, all my little, you know, I've checked out all the little, um, networks that there are to check out. So, well, not all of them, just the major ones. And that one apparently is now a major one. So, hey, <laughs> checked it out. This week, I also got to discover and try out some different apps that I thought were really fun that I thought I'd mention here. Um, I think I found some of them just just doing searches on on iTunes. Every once in a while, I'll go on there and see what the hot 
what are the latest hot apps for education? And um, I found one called Notably. Actually, I don't know if this was under education or just moms. I think it was moms apps or something. It's called Notably. And um, have you seen this app? I, am, no, I haven't, but I was just getting ready to take a look at it. Yeah, it's really cute. It's, you know, it's it does seem redundant if uh, if you already have like a blog for your kid. But this is like a really easy way to use your use your iPhone. I don't know if they have an Android app or not. Um to uh to blog basically it's like blogging about your kids but what i really liked about it is it's just really sharp and just you know as a as a web designer i can really recognize high quality graphics and and you know the the basic design of the app is just so sharp and easy and to use and smooth and professional looking i just really liked it it's attractive it's really attractive mm-hmm. and it's you do things like you know just posting like a like a typical blog post about something that happened but you also have like a specific um button to to tap for quotes so you can just do like something funny your kid just said put a quote in there and then there's also a a, a camera button and a and a movie button as well so you can upload you know pictures and movies and quotes and just you know a a blog post all from the, this app and it puts it together in this really cute format and the and it's not um I don't think it's on the web. Actually, I should check and see. Um, but, um, I mean, I, I guess it's obviously it's on the web, but I mean, I don't think it's a, I think, I think it might be kind of like Instagram where you have to have an, uh, an app to access it. Um, it's a, it's a very private community. Um, let's see. Let me look on their site here. It says, uh, private and safe. No, notably is private by default. Nobody can see your kids' moments unless they are invited by the parents. So it's not like just being out there on a website. Mm-hmm. All moments are owned by parents and stored in the cloud for safekeeping. Parents can optionally share individual moments to public networks like Facebook and Twitter. So anyway, it's just really cute. Check it out. It's It's got all kinds of really, um, you know, it's not anything. The features aren't anything super new, but I just liked how sharp and clear it was and how they how they make it look. So um, I don't know, just really neat. And let's see what else. And then also Archive, which is Kive with a K, A-R-T-K-I-V-E app is also one that I just checked out. And this is one to help cut down on um, art clutter. <laughs> if you have a, a, a budding artist like I do. And me. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the idea is to take photos of your kid's artwork and then you don't have to save the artwork. Although <laughs> Maven has informed me with no uncertain terms that that's not good enough, that we still need to have the originals. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but I like, I really like it again, really sharp, really professionally done. And just, it's, it's a really attractive app and I, I, I'm playing around with it right now. Um, and the thing that's really cool is you can also order, I think it looks like straight from the app, you can order um, books or mugs with the art on it. Like you can have it put onto products and order it. I don't know what the prices are compared to places like, you know, Snapfish and, and, you know, all the, there's a bajillion sites out there now that have, um, you know, that you can turn images into, into different products. So um, I don't know what the prices are yet. I haven't looked into it, but I thought that was kind of a cool idea that you can take your kid's art and stick it all in one place. And, um, and, and it, again, it's like a private thing where you have to invite people to come and see, so you can add all the grandparents and add your husband and so that they can see all the, all the artwork and a, a neat place to compile all the, your kid's artwork for the year, you know, or for, right. you know, however long you do it. So that was really fun. 
And then there's Dragon Box. Dragon Box. <laughs> oh my gosh, people, you have to check out Dragon Box. We actually got Dragon Box to review, and no kidding, we love it. Yes. <laughs> because absolutely. I'm not having to play any not that I ever play up things, but oh my gosh, we love Dragon Box. It's a it's a the the world's first fun algebra app. It actually turns algebra into a game. And my seven-year-old has actually completed all the main levels already. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's a whole set of bonus levels as well that he hasn't checked out yet. But he'll be heading over there soon, I'm sure. And I know that yours have played it too. Yeah, Danielle has finished all the levels, including the bonus levels. Oh my and Jack is almost done with all of the levels. I mean, he, right. he hasn't started the bonus levels yet, but he's almost done with the initial um, levels on it. And we had a really funny uh, moment the other day. Um, Danielle was playing Dragon Box, and I was uh, trying to explain it to Dean, my husband. And um, I said, and Dean looks at Danielle and says, so you're doing algebra now, huh? And Danielle <laughs> says, what's algebra? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you have a kid that's doing algebra right now, this would make it so much more understandable. I mean, it's just fun besides yes. that. But holy cow, if you're actually in the middle of trying to learn algebra, I could see how working your way, because they start off with images and then they work their way to letters and then eventually numbers. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to go into all the details right now because I know that we're going to do a complete review at some point in the near yes. future. Um, but uh, we weren't going to do that today, so I'll just say go check it out, Dragon Box. <laughs> the, the link will be in the in the show notes, and it's a really, really fun. I I was addicted. I literally, I'd I'd, I'd come to my computer after I got Tyrion to sleep. I'd come to my computer, and I had been playing it in bed, waiting for Tyrion to fall asleep, and I couldn't stop playing it. Like I would <laughs> sit down, and I'm supposed to be doing client work, and I'm like, okay, I got to do some client work, but I just got to finish this level. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta finish this level. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, but now I'm gonna just finish this next level. Yeah, it just I couldn't put it down. I, I I I finished all of the levels and all of the bonus levels, and I and I've already emailed them going more. We want more. <laughs> and he says there's more coming too. Yay. He actually has more complicated levels coming too. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, and last but not least, loving the amazing race. Oh my gosh, got to watch the first episode last week, and in uh 45 minutes. So we gotta be done in 45 minutes. <laughs> Coming on again, and we are so into it and having fun, and I'm having a blast with a with a country report file that I've created. Um, I'm gonna I'll upload um, of some version of it um, to our site at some point once it's ready, and uh, let people check it check it out and uh, um, give me feedback on it because I'm actually gonna probably I'm putting so much work into this I'm gonna be putting this up for sale at some point. But right now it's not ready for sale, so I'm gonna be letting people. <laughs> be my testers so um but i'm having a blast with it maven's helping me create it uh making it it's a country report basically you know you do the whole fill it in on on the map find it on the map and here's the flag and blah 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 so i'm, I'm finding i'm having a really a lot of fun with it so maven's like no you got it this looks too busy so <laughs> that that's too hard this i just show her two options and she's like this one's better because that one looks too busy and this one has is more visually appealing so i don't think she used those words but that's basically what she was saying <laughs> Right. So she's like, Mom, this is really great. I'm like, all right, kid approved. <laughs> I'm like, you wouldn't mind writing this up after each amazing race? No, this looks like fun. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so anyway, that's my week. I'm Not a whole lot of stuff that's happened. So, you know, 
<laughs> okay. Well, I have to mention here that according to my Facebook friends, there was an awesome Lena's musical performance just now on the Oscars. Oh, of course. I'll so you'll have to YouTube hunt that later. down on, on uh, YouTube. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so for our week, we also started watching The Amazing Race. And um, on at our house, we always pick our teams who we're rooting for. Mm-hmm. And of course, you probably can guess who I picked. Oh, yes. I, I am team derby moms. I love the roller derby moms. I think I they're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dream would be to be a derby girl. I would love to yeah. do that. I think it'd be so much fun. <laughs> and then um, the kids both picked team YouTube. Of course, I love that team too. <laughs> yeah, so um, those are the teams that we're cheering for. Last time we had different teams. And, and Dean hasn't picked his team yet, but I don't think he, he hasn't watched it yet. So Yeah, Adam was trying to figure it out too. He was like, it's it's too soon to really tell. You can't really tell much about them yet. He li- he liked the doctors, but he thought they were a bit too whiny with the whole beach scene. <laughs> yeah, they were a little whiny. But then again, they were <laughs> out there really They were out there for time, hours, so, so yeah. I, I like the doctors too, actually. I thought they were kind of cute. But then I had yeah. that flashback to that movie with the twin gynecologist. Oh, I know. I thought of that too. I never <laughs> saw the movie, but I remember the previews. I was like, oh, creepy. <laughs> of course I saw it. It was a David Cronenberg movie. I love his movies. <laughs> and um, so, um, yeah, they kind of creeped me out a little bit just from that factor. Not them themselves, you know, no. <laughs> it's just the association with the film. So, um, and let's see. Oh, on Sunday, why we didn't record this last Sunday is we went on a surprise field trip. We woke the kids up and said come on we're going and they're like where where we wouldn't tell them and we oh, drove neat. three hours huh you didn't tell them the whole time um i think we finally told them when i was talking on the phone to my mom uh, <laughs> how fun though they don't know where they're going yeah we were all the way up like to rip on before they knew where we were going and <laughs> uh, we went up to old town sacramento and to the sacramento train museum That's and so the nice thing was my mom who lives in the bay area hopped on the amtrak and met us there right and so we got to spend the day with grandma and we got to wander around the train museum. And there was one really funny part. We had got, we were all excited because one of them, I have two favorite parts of the train museum. I've been there bunches of times. Um, when my oldest was a young, young guy, we used to go there a lot. And, um, so I love the movie that they show. Um, they always have a different movie, but at the end of it is always the same. They show this one big train and then the, um, the background of the movie rolls up and that same big train is behind it, the actual train itself. I and remember I, that. I, I always love that part. And so <laughs> we get in and we're all sitting down and I'm getting the kids all excited about this movie. And then the guy comes and he's talking and, and, and he goes to the bar, the, the uh, panel in the wall and he starts flipping all these switches and he's like, uh oh, flip, flip, <laughs> uh oh, flip, 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 flip. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And like, you can just see him turning red. He is just so mortified. I guess the projector decided to break down right at that moment. Of course. And so (laughs) he was just so apologetic. I felt so bad for him. And this was the same park ranger that I had spoken to a couple of times while we were there. Cause like Jack and I were waiting for my mom at one point and and he had come over and we were talking to him and everything. So, um, it was just really funny to see this poor guy. (laughs) He was so, he just was so upset that the thing wouldn't start. And then my second favorite part of the train museum is always going into the dining car. They have a dining car set up with all of the menus and the plates and things like that, that they used to use on the old trains. Mm -hmm. I love going in that part, looking at all the beautiful dishes and everything. Oh yeah. So the kids had a blast. We walked around old town for a little bit, not very long though, because we had to get grandma back on the train so she could get home. And, um, but all in all, it was a pretty good day, six hours in the car, but you know, it was worth it. Yeah, sure. And getting to see grandma, which we hadn't seen grandma for quite a while mm-hmm. and since guess Christmas time. Oh, you know, right. Actually before Christmas, Jack's birthday. And so, um, yeah, so we had a great day on Sunday, um, at the train museum in Old Town Sacramento and, and a nice drive home and, 
everyone came home and pretty much passed out. <laughs> yeah, that would be a long day. Yeah, we were all pretty exhausted after that day. And I was telling the kids about, um, they were like, wow, that was a long drive, you know? And I said, yeah, one time I took the train eight hours. I rode the train eight hours in one day to go to a, a party up in the Bay Area. It was my dad's retirement party. And I took the train up, went to the retirement party, and then took the train back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all on the same day. <laughs> That's a long day. It was, but it was worth it. Sometimes it's fun <laughs> to do stuff like that. Sure. And now that now that uh, trains have Wi-Fi, I think I'd enjoy it even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. it is kind of nice. I love Amtrak. <laughs> yeah, so do I. So what books do you guys read this week? Well, we finished The Finch's Fabulous Furnace, which was as wonderful as it was the first time I read it to Maeve. And Tiran really loved it. And that's by Roger Drury. And we're now reading The Penderwicks. Have you ever read The Penderwicks? Uh, no. Book. You haven't heard, have you heard of it? I think you've talked about it. Oh, probably. <laughs> I always <laughs> talk about my favorites. It's um, by Jean Birdsall. And um, this is my second time reading it because I read it to Maven before. And um, Maven actually had it read to her by her dad uh, later. And so she did not want to hear it again. Actually, I chose it specifically because she just doesn't, she's just not wanting to do bedtime stories now. So she decides, she keeps telling me she'd rather go to sleep. (laughs) She gets up so early. She gets up at like 6, 6.30 sometimes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just on her own. So. Uh, she likes to be up early in the morning and, and nobody else is up. She she likes that time, so <laughs> more power to her. I she guess. gets her chores done and plays on the computer. And oftentimes her friend Hannah's there um, online at her house. So apparently she's an early riser too. So she Skypes with her. and So, hey, it works for her. I'm not, I'm not a morning person and neither is Adam. So we don't know where the heck she came from. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she hasn't been interested in bedtime stories the last two books. So I picked another one that I knew that she had already heard. And so she probably wouldn't be – because she's annoyed when I read something that sounds interesting because it makes her stay awake. Oh. She wants to hear it because she's even though she's in the other room, she could totally hear me. Mm-hmm. So um, she's probably still listening though because she's usually still awake when I go in and kiss her goodnight. But <laughs> <laughs> but she now she wants to read um, the Thirteenth Unicorn. It's a it's a free um, ebook on Amazon right now, or it was the last time I checked, um, which was yesterday, I believe. Um, that sounds really good. It's kind of like a I don't know another, another one of those. Um, fairies and and magic land type things with unicorns and fairies and evil demons and whatever so (laughs) she was intrigued by that she's into anything with anything anything fantasy with magic and fairies and such so she says let's read that one and let's do it during the day i'm like all right so but i don't really want to go into that one yet because um we're still reading the orange trees of Versailles and there's only so many books that I can juggle at a time. Right. right. <laughs> so I'm like, let's finish the orange trees of Versailles first. We read some more of that this week and it was, it's a good book. It's really cute. So, and that one we're reading for history. Um, that was one of the recommended books that went along with our history odyssey, the time period that we're studying the 1600s in France right now. And this is a girl that's working for, or she's working in the palace of Versailles. So anyway, um, so we're reading those, um, and Maven just finished The Golden Tree, which is book 12 of the Guardians of Cahul series, which I've mentioned many times by Catherine Lasky. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably she'll be going into book 13 next, but she hasn't decided yet. Tyrion's still working on magic, although I don't think he's picked it up in the last week. Um, but I started reading it because <laughs> I decided that I wanted to read it because I read the back and I was like, this sounds really good. And so I started reading it. So I want to see what he's reading. 
So um, that's actually a really good book. <laughs> I just got to find time to sit down and read it. And I'm still working on The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I haven't picked that up again recently either, but I'm determined I will. <laughs> I just can never find time to read. Every time I have time to sit down, I'm like, okay, I got to work on this side. I got to work on that side. I got to work on this curriculum. I got to do dishes. I got to, you know, there's always something to do. So, yeah. So we have a, a fairly light week of reading in the scheme of things for our family. So what have you guys been reading? Let's see. Um, Danielle is currently sort of juggling three books. <laughs> She's um, She asked me for a book on uh, learning how to be a writer. Oh, nice. And so I found a book, So You Want to Be a Writer by Vicki Hamilton. And um, she's reading that one. And also in the same uh, library trip, we picked up Athena the Wise by Joanne Holub, which is part of the Goddess Girls series that she was reading. Uh-huh. And um, then also she's reading Dragon Rider by Cornelia Funk. Funk. Yeah, Funk. Maven read that. She said it's really good. Yeah, yeah. She and- likes her. Um, so she's sort of juggling through those three books. And also, I, f- I just remember she's also reading the novelization of The Crudes, which is a new um, Pixar movie that's coming out. Oh. I got um, a pack. Uh, they want me to blog about it, and they sent me a pack. It's got, like, the novelization. It's got the picture book and a bunch of other stuff. And Danielle, I forgot completely that she had stole the novelization, and it's under her pillow in her room. So <laughs> she's obviously reading that one when she wakes up in the morning before the rest of us. Oh. Cool. Yeah, so actually she's juggling kind of four books at the time. Oh my goodness. She takes after her mom. Wow. I'm always juggling more than one book at a time. <clears throat> <laughs> and to see, um, Jack lately has been very interested in uh, two books from DK Publishers. Um, I love their books. They're always so oh, well, yeah. they're always well put together. The pictures are always fantastic. Um, he's reading Star Wars, the, Clo- well, reading, um, <laughs> he's interested in Star Wars, the Clone Wars by Jason Fry and Star Wars, the Revenge of the Sith by James Luceno. Uh-huh. Lucino, Lucerno. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> and um, they're um, they're great because they're like um, they're like the same kind of they're written in the same kind of way as if the Clone Wars or the Revenge of the Sith were real. And it's got oh. like breakdowns of all the ships and all the weaponry and all the people and everything. It's really cool. Neat. I've actually been enjoying them as well because I'm a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> and so, and I don't know a lot about the Clone Wars, especially because I've never really watched that. So. Um, We've been enjoying going through that and looking at the different things and reading about them. Right. And then, let's see, I was reading The Dark Monk, um, and I'm almost done with it, but I got distracted because I was chosen to participate in World Book Night. Oh, yeah. Uh, World Book Night is this um, uh, organization that on one night of the year, which is um, in April this year, they have volunteers all over the world handing out books. And, um, you, you got to pick your top three books and then from there you, one of them was chosen for you. So I, I asked for Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury and The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood, all of which are very close to my heart favorites. I mean, absolute top 10 favorite books. And I just got the email this afternoon that I got Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Awesome. So the organization will be giving me 20 copies of it to hand out here locally. And I'm very excited about it. I love the idea of sharing reading. But the reason I got distracted is because uh, Good Omens was one of the books I chose. And I realized I hadn't read that one in a while. So I started reading it again. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm reading The Dark Monk and Good Omens. And I'm also listening to an audio book. But it's of a romance novel. And I'm not going to name it because it's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) It's it's this, this... terrible series of, of romance novels about vampires and um huh. <laughs> 
it's 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 something my friend Megan Peck um, got all upset uh, at me a couple years ago because she found out I was reading them out of order, and I'm like, I'm not reading them because they're you know media material that I have to keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading them because they're you know lighthearted and bodice rippers, you know. <laughs> and then um, for audiobooks, we finished Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, which I have to say, I was not as happy with it as I've been with some of the other books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of disappointing. And we've started Inkheart, <clears throat> which is read by Lynn Redgrave, which is oh, kind neat. of interesting. Yeah. And um, the only problem I'm worried about is it is 15 hours long. Oh, yeah, they're big books. Yeah, but um, they they kept their attention for the Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman, which is about the same length. Oh. So hopefully this one will keep their attention as well. Right. Um, we just started listening to it the other day, and they seem really into it. Cool. So, um, yeah, that's what we're doing for audiobooks. Awesome. And now is the time that we'd like to stop and give a moment for our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. So now it's the time for our links of the week, and I'm so excited to share the first link of the week that I have, um, and it's for Google Lit trips which i just stumbled across i was looking for an um a link because i hadn't stumbled across anything in the last week which is often where my links come from and so i went back into my google bookmarks mm -hmm. and i went under homeschooling and i'm like i bet there's stuff in here that i could pull from that i have never looked at or i didn't look at for years and i found something that i don't even remember bookmarking and it's google lit trips so it's google lit as l-i-t as in tom trips so it's l-i-t-t-r-i-p-s dot com and oh my gosh this is such a cool site did you check it out when i i'm checking it out right now while we're talking okay so the gist of it is that okay so you have to have google earth on your computer which we love so that's awesome and then apparently similar to um websites like um librivox this is just people that have done this um they take a book that is relevant to a specific area or traveling around the world or whatever. It's something that tracking it on the earth would be relevant to the story. It would bring something to this. Well, I mean, you know, it's part of the story. So exploring it on Google would be relevant. Uh -huh. And they create these, these trips. First of all, you have to have Google earth, obviously. And then you go in and you find a book. Like they have it by age up here. I was looking at the little kids books and I found make way for ducklings. And um, I was playing around with this one last night. I was looking through all their list of books that they have, and I only recognize like one or two. So I mean, there's some other books here for me to check out because, oh, I did recognize Paddle to the Sea also. But most of these books I have never heard of, so I'm, I'm intrigued. I just found one that's a, an audio book that we just listened to recently oh. by The Great Horned Spoon. <gasps> oh, that's right. I did see that, and I thought of you. Yeah. And it's, it's got the whole trip all the way around yeah. the, the um, um, uh, all the way around from Boston to California. 
Yeah, it's so so cool. So you 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 download this file. So you go into the 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 link for the the page that has that book, and then over to the right, it's kind of a busy site, a little bit busy. So I had a hard time figuring it out at first. But if you look over to the right, there's a box that says when you're on the page for that for that book, there's a box that says download and you click on that and it, and it opens up a box for you to download. It's a, a KMZ file, which I had never heard of before. <laughs> and um, apparently I guess it's a, it's a Google earth file or it's something that works with Google earth. I don't know, but I'd never heard of it. So you click on that, you download that. And then when you go to the file, wherever you saved it and you double click it, it'll open Google earth and you're boom in that, that lit trip. And so then it, it's got the whole trip, depending on who did it, I think it's probably done in different ways, I would imagine. But um, they actually have, um, you know, you, you can go from point to point and it'll be like, you know, and then the ducks went over here and then the ducks went over here, you know, and like it's relevant to the story. So if yeah, you're ours the story, has got each chapter listed as to where the, you know, what chapter happened in that place. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Now, I highly recommend they have a book. Uh, I mean, a file at the very top of the page, just under the the menu bar, it says new to GLT, get gltreadme.pdf. I recommend reading that because, and I had to read it like twice to really, because I had to like go into to the Google Earth to really see what they were talking about and try it out and stuff. And once I read through that, like I skimmed it the first time. So of course I didn't understand because I'd skimmed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I went back through and I read it carefully and did the stuff as as I was reading it and then it made sense to me. So I recommend going in and reading that readme file first. Um, so you fully understand. And, and like I hadn't, I really don't know a whole lot about Google earth. We just kind of like play with it. So I didn't know exactly how to make, you know, like it said, double click on the, on the, um, on the icon for each stop mm-hmm. and that will zoom you to that place. Right. And I, did, I didn't know how to do that before. I was trying to figure out how to do that. I finally figured out, double click, oh, there, that worked. <laughs> and then you can also turn on the buildings. You can make the buildings 3D, which you can do in Google Earth anyway, but it's really fun when you're doing this trip. So the, like the ducks are going through the city and the buildings are all 3D and stuff. It's not actual photo, you know, 3D photos of the their, their computer generated, but it's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then you can, in a lot of the places, you can zoom into street mode so you can actually look, you know, have a 360 degree view, just like in any Google Maps, uh, any location in Google Maps that's actually got the street view. You can zoom, you know, it zooms in past the 3D images and into the real view and then you can see the real street and you can look around and stuff and it's really fun. Tyrion has a blast like exploring streets and stuff. I think I mentioned before he accidentally stumbled into the Palace of Versailles. He actually got into the Palace of Versailles. He was walking down the halls. <laughs> so it was so cool. But um so anyway, yeah, very exciting. Google lit or uh Google lit trips dot com. And the link will be in the show notes, of course. Check that out. I am gonna have a blast with this. This is so cool. Excellent. Well, my link this week is for a blog, enchantedhomeschoolingmom.net. And um, the reason I like this site is, one, she has a great blog. I mean, it's just a fantastic blog to read. It's really pretty mm-hmm. and, and nicely laid out. But oh, in addition, yeah, she has a ton of great printables. Now, it is a membership site. Uh, it's $15 for a lifetime membership, which is oh, wow. you know, not that much at all. She adds new content all the time. And I do have to say that I was hooked as soon as I saw her Alice in Wonderland unit study. <laughs> um, as you guys have probably heard once or twice on the show, I'm a little bit obsessed with Alice in Wonderland. Just a wee bit. And, just a wee bit. And I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of sad, actually, that I haven't had a chance to use this Alice in Wonderland unit study. Um, but she did just post um, some Alice in Wonderland science experiments. 
mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. She makes beautiful, beautiful printables um, for all different um, areas of study, science and, and art and all sorts of great things. Wow. And um, I just really enjoy her blog a great deal. Plus, she does um, some really fun blog hops. Oh, oh, that's which- what this is on the homepage here. Yeah, the one that's got all the, the little tiny boxes on it. Yeah, that's a blog hop. And I mean, you see, she's got 70, 70 um, people who are participated in this latest blog hop. And um, it's all their um, craft ideas and things like that. Wow. And yeah, so it's a really fun little blog and um, lots of great printables. There's a lot of freebies on there. And like I said, even if you, if you want to get the member site, it's really, it's only $15 for a you know lifetime membership. You can't really beat that. That is good. And she has great boards on Pinterest as well. Oh, neat. Well, yes. I have to check that out. So enchantedhomeschoolingmom.net. Check it out. Awesome. So now we're going to talk about our listeners, or, or we're going to give some recognition to our listeners, I should say. Yes. <laughs> so on iTunes, we had a review from Herring Homeschool. That says, I am a Christian homeschooling mom, and I thoroughly enjoy listening to your podcast every time it comes out. I thank you for the great information and entertainment. My only complaint is sometimes I have to wait two whole weeks or longer for the next episode. Thank you for producing a great podcast. I know it must be quite a time investment for both of you. Please keep them coming. Rachel. Thank you, Thank Rachel. you, Rachel. Yeah, we don't like that we make you wait two weeks sometimes or more, too. But hopefully that will be <laughs> solved. We're hoping. I mean, we can't promise that it'll be every single week because, you know, we're homeschooling moms, too, and life happens. But we're trying. We're trying. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah. And also on to iTunes, we got a review from Marisa3. This is the only podcast that I am sure to listen to every single episode. Lots of good ideas and reminders of good ideas that have already occurred to me. The topic of secular homeschooling is a rare unicorn, and I'm glad that Becky and Tina have captured it here. Thank you. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) unicorn. Thank you, Marisa. That was very sweet. Thank you. And on Facebook, Veronica says, Just discovered you. I am only halfway through the first episode, and you had me at Hoovian. Hey. <laughs> I love that. So glad to hear a secular podcast out there with moms who have interests similar to mine. We'll be adding the rest of the episodes to my iPod when I get home today. Excellent. <laughs> had me at Hoovian. Thank you, Veronica. That, <laughs> that made me laugh out loud literally when I first read that. <laughs> We've got new episodes coming in April. Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, I know. God. Yeah. And those of you who are not Hoovians are going to be sick of us talking about it. We'll try not to monopolize the, the podcast. But, you know, when they're excited about something, it's hard not to talk about it. I so. know. <laughs> Find ways to work it into homeschooling. <laughs> Speaking of being excited about something. Yes. Yes. I am so excited. I have my hands on Biology 2 from Pandia Press. Yay! As you guys, if you've been listening along, you know that I've been waiting forever for this book to come out and I am so excited. It is finally here. And so I just wanted to tell you all a little bit about it right now. It's on pre-order um, from um, Amazon.com and a few other places. You can find uh, through the Pandia Press website. And um, But I'm going to tell you all about it now. So the Biology 2 um, book consists of two books. There's the Student Guide and the Teacher's Guide, which is a little different than the way they've done their previous books. Their previous books were all-in-ones. Um, okay. Yes. 
This is a comprehensive biology course aligned with national science education standard, and it's intended for the fifth to eighth grade level. Um, we're obviously we're fifth and Maven sixth. Sixth, yeah. Yeah. So fifth, we're doing it with fifth and sixth graders, and um, um, but I I've looked through it and it looks like it's absolutely the perfect level for them. Uh-huh. This curriculum was specially created to be used in homeschooling or small group settings. And no previous science background is necessary for the teacher or the students. Now, Danielle has done life science one from Pandia Press, but if for some reason your student hasn't and they're in that fifth to eighth grade level, there's no need to take them back down to the life science before you do this one because it's all inclusive. It's got, yeah, it, it gives you enough background information about um, the topic that you can just go ahead and, and work right straight from there. Now, the student book functions as both a textbook and a workbook. It organizes the student lessons, labs, instruction sheets, lab sheets, research, and assessments all in one place. And then the teacher's guide is set up to look like the student's book. And each lesson is reviewed in the teacher's guide with further explanations not found in the student's book, as well as um, other books that you can get to to read along with it. It's got um, all the answers, of course, because, you know, sometimes we need those. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's got all sorts of different suggestions for ways to teach things, resources, and it's also got the scheduling, which is my favorite part of this new curriculum. They have the science broken down, and if you want to do the science in five days a week or two days a week, and they break down exactly what you need to do. Oh, um, for each day, if you're going to do it five days a week or if you're going to oh, do it two nice. days a week. Yes, I think it's fantastic. And, oh, also, this one, if you have the PDF, not if you buy the printed. Um, if you have the PDF, it's in color. Yes. The, the older ones are in black and white. This one's in color. Oh, nice. It's divided into 32 chapters, and um, it is a complete middle school biology course that covers a 36-week school year. Wow. Each chapter begins with a written lesson, which, as I know from Pandia, is not overwhelming. It's not too much reading for one lesson. Um, and then it's followed by um, by components to um, reinforce the lesson, such as labs and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And um, it addresses the needs of different learning styles because some people are hands-on learners. Some people are, you know, I got to write this down in, in my own words and then I'm going to get it. it. It covers all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the major co- topics that are covered in Bio 2 are cells, genetics, anatomy and physiology, evolution, ecology, and classification. And as you can probably guess, it is completely secular in nature. Yay! <laughs> so um, you'll be hearing more from us as we go along using uh, Biology 2 by Pandia Press. And um, But right now, I would like to announce we're going to have a giveaway! Yay! <laughs> We love giveaways. They're so much yes. fun. Oh, yes. um, Pandia Press has kindly offered us one free ebook of your choice um, for the prize for this giveaway. It will be a raft- raffle copter giveaway, and um, the we'll have it on the website and also on the Facebook page. And you earn um, entries by making comments on our fi- on our Facebook page or on our blog by liking us on Facebook or on Twitter and that sort of thing. Your typical raffle, raffle copter type giveaway. Mm-hmm. And, um, we will be announcing the winner on our very next podcast. Yay. Yay. Fun. I love giving stuff away. I know. So do I. <laughs> Who wants to give us stuff to give away? We're all yeah. for it. Yeah. Absolutely. We love giving stuff. Well, that's stuff. very cool. Oh, we should also mention that Bio 2 is the follow up to life science because I don't know if anybody is. I mean, I wasn't clear on that when I first heard you talking about it. So Yeah, because it's I, two different names. Right. Because it, it seems like it would be Bio 1 and Bio 2, but it's not. So it's the same, it's the same subject area, right? Correct. 
Okay. Just want to make sure that's clear for our listeners. But it's not required to have done life science via right. Bio 2. Right. Because people might go there and say, well, where's Bio 1? <laughs> right. But um, yeah, life science first, then Bio 2. Or if you've got an older student, just Bio 2. Right. So once again, thank you so much to Pandia Press. Yes. Thank you. We love Pandia Press. Yes, we do. All right. Time for our homeschool topic. Yay. We have actually kind of covered a little bit of this topic before, but we didn't really go into a step-by-step guide. So I, I thought it might be a good idea to um, to actually break it down step-by-step. So we are going to talk about how to get started homeschooling step-by-step. We get this question a lot. so Yes, we do. And I we refer people a lot to a previous episode, which I will mention when I get to that topic. But um, but I went back and listened to it again recently, or uh, yesterday actually, and uh, and it covers a lot, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't break it down step by step like this. So I really wanted to go step by step. So step one, if yes. you, if you <laughs> want to get started homeschooling, you first have to decide if homeschooling is for you. Obviously, that's pretty for pretty pretty much a given, but still. Yes. So you don't need a fancy education to homeschool. There's a really great. Um, uh, article that I read a long time. I think this is the same article that I had read a long time ago. Um, it talks about how um, homeschooling improves academic performance and reduces impact of socioeconomic factors. Um, the title doesn't really tell you a lot, but basically it talks about how regardless of what education the parents have, that their kids are still doing better. Even people who don't have a high school education, are their kids are better, are getting better scores by homeschooling than the public school kids. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot of people worry, you know, oh, well, you know, I don't have a teaching credential. I don't have a college degree. I don't know if I can do this. Um, you know, check out this article. I put in the link in the show notes and, uh, and check that, check that out. It might make you feel a little bit better. You don't have to have a fancy education. And even as this uh, uh, research is proving, you don't even have to have a high school diploma for it to, to go well. So all you have to do is be dedicated to it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I recommend checking out is a, uh, an essay I wrote when Maven was just a toddler. So like 10 years ago, um, called why I believe in homeschooling. And I went back and read it again. And it seemed I've gotten a lot of comments from people over the years saying that, Oh, you wrote just what I thought, just what I feel and stuff. So I put a link in the show notes for that. It's on my homeschoolrealm.com website. And it talks a lot about why I believe in homeschooling and, and it may be something that you might agree with and it might ring true to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I close that. Uh, I'm just going to read a little quote from that. Um, I end it with, um, this is homeschooling to me. This is life. Cause I had just explained what homeschooling was. Um, because homeschooling is more than just learning your ABCs or how to do long division or the elements present in water. Homeschooling is instilling a lifelong love of learning and learning how to live something that so many of us are still trying to learn as adults. Yeah. So don't get caught up in all the technicalities and the academics. There's so much more to homeschooling than that. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Um, let's see another article. It's called, where do I start with homeschooling? It's on the A to Z homeschool website, which is a really fabulous website. And I put the link in the show notes. It's a really good one to read. Um, it just goes into a lot more detail. So I'm not going to read it here. Bore you guys. You can go read it. Um, and then I found a really great, uh, web series on homeschooling that if you're, uh, somebody who really likes to learn by video, which I am one of those people, mm-hmm. um, the HSC, which is the Homeschool Association of California have cr- created an eight part, uh, video series, which each one is only like five to 10 minutes, I think. So it's probably like one hour long total, I guess. 
um, that is a really cool series to go check out. So the, all these things will kind of help you decide, is this something that I want to be doing? You know, is this something that will be right for me and my family? And then go listen to episode number three of the Homeschool yes. Moms. <laughs> that is the one where we talked about, are you enough? Because we got a question from a mom saying, how do I get started? I'm not sure I'm enough. So um, the the bullet points from that episode, we'll go listen to the whole thing. It starts at 28 minutes, 15 seconds. I went back and found it for you. Nice. <laughs> That's where the, the topic starts on episode three. And to talk find any of our episodes, service. I'm sorry? I said, talk about customer service. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, and if you want to find any of our episodes, SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash, and then put the number of the episode, and that would be three. So, um, and the bullet points are, you've already been teaching your child. You've been teaching them since birth. Yep. You don't have to know everything. There's tons of resources available these days, not like the 80s where they were scrounging for information. We've got almost too much information at this exactly. point. Exactly. <laughs> There's so many homeschool resources out there. It is overwhelming. So don't let it overwhelm you, but uh, don't worry. Um, and if you're really unsure, it's not a bad idea to start off with a good homeschool charter or an online program just to help mm-hmm. you get your feet wet. And last of all, read, read, read and read some more and talk with other homeschoolers online and in real life. That's the gist of what we talked about in that episode. And you can go back and listen to that. Yep. So do you want to talk about step two? So step two is find some local homeschoolers. Yes. Believe me, they are out there. And this oh, is yes. absolutely crucial. This is going to help you in all aspects of homeschooling, but especially at the beginning when you're all filled with doubts and questions and everything, because they're going to be there and be able to help you with that. They're going to, first of all, if nothing else, they're going to show you that everyone else that's doing it is just like you. Yeah. And, you know, exactly. that was my biggest problem too. I was like, there's no way I could do this. And then I saw the people who were doing it with and I, oh, who were doing it already. And I was like, well, they're just like me. If yeah. they can do it, I can do it. Uh, exactly. Yep. Yes. So one way you can um, find local homeschoolers is to just Google your town and homeschoolers and see if anything comes up. And if nothing comes up that way, be less specific. Try your count, uh, your county name with homeschoolers or maybe your state with homeschoolers. Um, most places I know of, uh, most states have several homeschooling organ- uh, groups and organizations out there. Right. And so it should be pretty easy to find unless you're in like a little teeny tiny town somewhere. Then you might have to go for the online, um, right. the online or, groups, which are not a bad thing. Or a free ta- few towns over maybe. Right, or, right. Or, or like yeah. To drive, yeah. Exactly. Um, visit A to Z Homes Cool. That's Homes apostrophe S Cool to find support groups in your area. Also, um, secularhomeschool.com has um, a whole section of um, local support groups. Um, also, Yahoo groups. If you go to Yahoo groups and search on the Yahoo groups search box, not in the general Yahoo search box. Um, they have groups there, Facebook groups, Google groups, um, all have um, online groups for homeschooling um, for your local town or area. And um, also um, homeschool conferences. Um, once again, just Google homeschool conference in your town or your state and see if there's going to be any near you. Um, sometimes homeschool conferences can get a little pricey, but um, it might be worth it to go out and meet some other homeschoolers in real life. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's really important. <laughs> so step three, and we put this three because it really, it's not absolutely necessary to do this right from the get-go. I think some people do it from the get-go, but really it's not that 
importance from the get-go. So find out your area's homeschooling legalities. It is legal in every single state. So you can wait till step three to do this. <laughs> and and once you've found other local homeschoolers, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to figure this out because you yes. can just talk to them. And, and you'll find out it's very doable because on paper, sometimes things can look overwhelming and very technical. But when you go talk to a person, they're like, ah, it's no big deal. You file the thing once a year online. It takes you five minutes. You know, <laughs> that's that's how it is here in California, at least. <laughs> I know some states are a little more complicated, but there's a great link that I'm putting in the show notes on, again, A to Z Homeschool, <laughs> which is just a fabulous website. They have all kinds of great information on there. I put the link in the show notes for finding your area and finding out what the legalities are. Um, and, and like Becky mentioned before, a local um, um, or a state organization is another great place to go. If you can find your state's organization, homeschool organization, they'll have most likely there. I can't imagine they wouldn't have the legalities on their website as well. Yes. And next. Step four, read, 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 and then read some more and listen <laughs> to, you know. So, um, again, Google to find your state's homeschool organizations or associations. Lots of times those websites have a lot of great information on them. Um, <clears throat> now, there's lots of formats that you can read and listen to things on websites, blogs, Facebook pages and groups, Twitter, books, ebooks, podcasts like ours, mm-hmm. audiobooks. All of those things are available out there with information about how to homeschool. Um, here's some of the, the blogs and things that we personally enjoy. First would be homeschoolrealm.com. <laughs> That'd that be would mine. be Tina's blog. <laughs> Tina's blog is much more homeschooly than mine is. My blog is all over the place. But Tina's home blog is all homeschool stuff. <laughs> so definitely check that out. Balancing Everything. It's another blog that we've talked about on here before. They're an eclectic homeschool family. They do have some occasional religious content as the family is Mormon, but not enough that we wouldn't recommend them. Right. Um, a Magical Childhood. This is an unschooling family. Um, but, and they don't seem to have any sort of religious preference on the blog, so it's not anything we have to worry about. Melissa Wiley, she's an author of children's books that blogs about homeschooling, and she does this great thing that we've talked about before called title schooling, where she alternates between unschooling and structured learning, depending on where the tide is in her family. Right. They, they are a Catholic homeschooling family, but again, there's no noticeable religious content on her blog. <clears throat> Simple homeschool. This is a blog site that's written by multiple authors, and it's more like an online magazine than an actual blog. And they have a lot of great stuff on there. Homeschool.com has podcasts, hundreds of podcasts, from what I understand. A lot, a lot, a lot of podcasts. I've listened to a lot of them, and I highly recommend them. Yeah, don't get yourself too overwhelmed. Just find a few that you that look like they're going to be interesting and read. listen to those first and then maybe go back and get some more. And also one of my favorite places to visit is secularhomeschool.com. They have um, forums. They have um, people who post blog posts there and they have all sorts of fantastic reviews. Um, and they also have a section, like I said, about um, state-specific local homeschool groups. Right. Yes. Step five, decide if you're going to go with a homeschool charter or a virtual school or go it on your own. Now, this is probably going to vary depending on what state you are and what your state requirements are. So we're kind of going off of more what we do here in California. But I imagine they've probably got this option, at least to some degree, in every state. Um, There are homeschool charters out there, just like we've been talking about forever. (laughs) We are, (laughs) Becky and I are registered at a local 
uh, homeschool charter that we absolutely love. Not No two homeschool charters are the same though. So if you are looking for some extra guidance and want to sign up with a homeschool charter, you're going to want to check them all out. Um, same thing with the virtual schools. There's all kinds of online um, educational options out there. And a lot, from what I hear, a lot, most, most of them are not super flexible with what you can do. And that might work fine for you when you're getting started. Cause you go with what you're used to in the beginning is how most of us start off. And, you know, as far as the public school system, and that might work just fine for a lot of you guys, um, to get started. And then once you get comfortable, um, with how things run, through the homeschool charter or the virtual school, you might feel confident enough to branch out on your own. I actually feel like I could have probably gotten further if I had started with our homeschool charter earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't have, wouldn't have gotten, be, I, I hate to think of myself as being behind with Maven, but I, you know, her math, I had to do a lot of catch up work to get her math caught up. So I, I kind of feel like I should have started sooner, but you know, but some people are fine going it on their own from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I would be, but I wasn't. <laughs> so, you know, um, but it's worth considering if you, if you have a local homeschool charter that would meet your needs, try using one at least initially and just get, just to get your feet wet. Yes. Um, but you may feel confident enough just going for it. So you'll have to make that decision. Yep. So step number six is start looking into curriculum. Um, in the beginning, don't worry about getting the right curriculum because you won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As we talked about in a previous episode, when a curriculum doesn't work for you, we've all done it. Even those of us who have been doing this for a long time, we get something that just isn't going to work. So don't worry about that, okay? (laughs) Just try to find something that sounds good and seem like it's going to work for you and try it out. I mean, you've got to start somewhere, right? Right. And, you know, the worst thing that happens is if you get the wrong curriculum when you start out, you just got to get another one. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. (laughs) You know, no one's going to think any less of you. So don't worry about it. Like I said, we've all been there. And one of the ways that you can start looking into curriculum is to start reading reviews by other homeschoolers. Yes. And um, see what they say. Um, A good place to start, I think, is the secularhomeschool.com reviews. Um, Also, uh, when you, if you find a a review, a curriculum that you think is interesting, just Google it. A lot of times you'll find um, blog posts and, and posts on message boards and things like that where other people are talking about it. And so that'll give you an idea of what other people think of it. Right. Or just ask. Oh yeah. And yeah, um, just ask. Ask around mm -hmm. to local homeschoolers or if you're on low, which you should be on local or, um, online groups, ask, just ask. Lots of people do it all the time. So, or you can go back into the archives. I bet you somebody's asked about it already. Exactly. (laughs) So that always happens. And last but not least, step seven is jump in. Just do do it. it. (laughs) Just go (laughs) ahead and purchase something or, you know, go with some free curriculum. I've got some, um, some links that I'll put in here. There's actually a uh, Facebook group that is all about free, uh, homeschooling for free. I think it's called homeschooling for free, but I'll have to look it up. Um, uh, just, you know, get something that's not expense, not super expensive, right? out the gate because you don't really know whether or not it's going to work for you. I I did it. (laughs) I went and I bought this expensive Enki curriculum because it just sounded great and I knew it was going to work great for me and then it ended up not being right for us at all. It was, it's a fabulous curriculum. It was just far too much work for me and um, it didn't work and it was very expensive. (laughs) So don't, don't do that. Don't go out and buy like big expensive stuff. Even if you think that that's really going to work for you, if you can buy like a little bite-sized piece of it, if they'll let you get a sample, um, 
something like that. So you can kind of, or see if somebody around you has that curriculum already. You can maybe borrow it just for a little while to test it out, see if you like it. Yeah. But you know, it's better to go with free or cheap, um, right in the beginning because you just want to figure out how things are going to work for you. You don't know what your child's learning style is yet. You don't know how your teaching style is yet. So you, you want to, um, you want to wait till you have some more experience and know what will and won't work for you. So don't spend a whole lot of money initially. Just, you know, go with cheap. (laughs) Here's some curriculum that we personally recommend. I know that Becky talks about moving beyond the page here a lot. We love that one. Yeah. And that one's multi-subject. Yes, that is language arts, social studies, and science. Right. And I don't have a lot of experience with any other, um, multi-subject. So I didn't stick anything else on here. Do you know of any other multi-subject? No, I haven't used any other of the multi-subject ones. I know there's a lot out there, but I haven't, I haven't checked them out because I, I found that single subject worked best for us. So, so if you, if you know of some multi-subject, you can go to the show notes, www.savvyhomeschoolmoms.com forward slash 27 and stick those in the comments there so that other people can see some other multi-subject options. Yes. Um, that would be wonderful. Oh, Enki would be one. I guess I can put that in there as well because Enki is a multi-subject. It might work for some of you guys. Uh, let's see. And math. Oh my gosh. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, math mammoth, of course. Yes. We love math mammoth. Can't say enough. I say go no further than math mammoth. It's cheap <laughs> <laughs> and you can buy it in bite-sized pieces. But, yes. but if that doesn't work for you, there's also teaching textbooks, which is very expensive. So I would say don't go, don't start with that. <laughs> and <laughs> actually you can't start with it because it starts in third grade. So. You kind of have to work up to it. Um, and Life of Fred is another one that I've heard fabulous things. And my kids and I have read the first book and a half, I think. And it was pretty good. I liked it. It's funny. It's kind of like a math in a, a story context. Mm-hmm. So, And it goes all the way up through calculus, I believe. So I oh, haven't wow. read any of the advanced ones yet. But it's kind of a fun. I've heard of people using it alone for math, too. So because it does have a little work, a little bit of work that you do at the end of each chapter. So. Mm-hmm. Social studies. You want to tell social studies? Yes. Social studies. Um, we both recommend um, History Odyssey from Pendia Press, which uses the story of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, currently we're working on ancients and you're working on... Mo- uh, early modern. Early modern. And we're actually getting ready to move into the medieval times. I'm so excited about Yay. that. So definitely recommend History Odyssey. Cool. And of course, science is your big thing. Yes, Real Science Odyssey. We <laughs> love them. Also from Pandia Press. Right. I don't think I know of any other. I know there's other other science curriculum out there, but I couldn't think of them when I was typing this up. And I haven't used anything else. So again, put a comment in the show notes, please, and let people know some other great science. And I, I can look up some more. I know I have some on my Homeschool Realm website that I didn't snag from um, that I've heard that were recommended by other people. Mm-hmm. And language arts. We've used a lot of different language arts um Single subject things like handwriting without tears. I can recommend that. I really like that curriculum for writing. I've used that with Tieran. Um, both of my kids, I use teach your child to read in 100 easy lessons. Mm-hmm. I believe you used Explode the Code. Yes. Yes. I've used Explode the Code with both the children. Awesome. And we like that a lot. Awesome. And then Write with the Best is our most recent um, uh, language arts curriculum that we've, well, this is specifically a writing curriculum that Becky and I are trying out right now. And I really like it a lot. Have you guys been? been enjoying it yes yes we have i i really like that they use uh classics they yes use samples of classic literature to pick apart and you know you find the the grammar in the classics and you and you learn about what good writing looks like by reading classics so i like that a lot so jump in and give it a try don't wait for the beginning of the school year don't wait till you've compiled all that you think you'll need just start where you are 
if all you found is a math curriculum that you think sounds sounds good, um, get it and start with math. Just do math. You don't have to have all the subjects all lined up and all ready to go for you to jump in. Don't don't be like that the the perfectionist that Fly Lady always talks about. Yeah, wait until everything is just perfect. Conditions are right before you start. Just jump in where you are. Yes. just go for it. And um, we did want to mention at this point that um, we found this great blog post called Every Education Has Gaps and Other Truths I've Learned. It's from the blog Many Little Blessings, which is a religious blog. And we will put a link to it in the show notes. But I, I just wanted to share a couple of key points from this blog post that I really think is a good thing to keep in mind right at this point. Um, one of the key points that she has is it's more important to learn how to learn. And that's super, super true. Um, it's much more important that you teach your child how to learn than you teach them, you know, specific facts and dates. Mm -hmm. Um, because learning goes on forever. Um, also a love of learning is a key to a life of learning. So you don't want to bum your kids out. (laughs) You want your kids to be happy and excited about learning. Right. So, um, that's important. And then this last one here that I just absolutely adored, it, it says you had gaps in your education and so did I, and it's okay. I like that. Yes. It's so true. No matter what you do, you're never going to be able to stuff everything in their heads that they're possibly going to need to know for the rest of their lives. No. But the upside is if you've taught them to love learning and you've taught them how to learn, then they're going to be able to learn anything they want to when they get to be an adult. Right. And so if there's anything that you missed when they were in fifth or fourth grade or whatever, they'll be able to pick it up themselves when they're adults. And they'll pick it up easier and faster than a child who doesn't know know how to learn. You know, they've had all that stuff stuffed into their head. Definitely. And one note about preschool and kindergarten. If you have a child that's craving academic work at this young age, then go for it. But don't think that you need a full-on curriculum for your young ones. Um, preschool and kindergarten are optional, and some kids will be perfectly fine without any structured learning until first grade age, around six-ish or so. Mm-hmm. But um, from, you know, from three to five, they really should be getting the majority of their learning from play anyway. And this is a really easy to make part of your daily living, you know, doing chores around the house, running errands, going to the grocery store, talking about the produce, you know, um, colors and shapes and numbers are everywhere around you. You can be singing songs about them. If they watch Sesame street. They're bound to learn their whole alphabet. My kids did. <laughs> <laughs> they learned it without me even teach. Both of them learned their entire alphabet without me ever teaching it to them. And all I can think of is PBS. Cause yeah. it's not that I was lax on, it I just didn't feel like I needed to teach it to them at two and they still learned it right (laughs) so don't stress over preschool and kindergarten if you want to do it like I said there are some kids my kids were not like this but there are some kids that really really want to get going on learning like in a structured format and if that's your child then go for it Um, but don't think you have to Mm mm-hmm so in closing, I have a quote that I found um, just recently on the Busy Homeschool Mom Facebook page, which I really liked. It was just something that she posted a while back that I stumbled across when I was doing research for this topic. And I wanted to read this because I think it really kind of sums it all up and and uh, puts it all into perspective. So. So this is what she says. I think it's interesting that when I ask homeschool veterans what they would do differently, the vast majority of them said they would relax more. Hmm, I wish I would have had that advice 16 years ago. (laughs) I found the best part of homeschooling is never found in the pages of a textbook. It is found in building relationships with your kids and in redeeming the time you have with them. That doesn't mean that academics are not important, but at the end of the day, relationships trump academics. 
I've met many homeschool moms who thought they would lose their relationships with their kids over a math curriculum and in the end decide to focus less on the curriculum and more on the relationship. One of my favorite stories is of a mom whose daughter took Algebra 1 all four years of high school and went on to have a successful career as a CPA after (laughs) testing into calculus from Algebra 1 to calculus. I love it. If we do what we're called to do, the rest follows. Love your kids and teach them to love the process of learning. The rest follows. Excellent. Can't really say anything else. (laughs) Pretty much sums it all up. I think so. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. And if you'd like to keep up with us, you can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool, and on Instagram, we're Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670 or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com and the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our about pages. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a great week and come back and take a break again with us next time. Bye. Biology 2 from Pandy. Unfortunately, I have to pause again. Honey, can you come and duct tape Jack to a chair? (laughs) I swear to God, he is like up my left nostril. (laughs) Not the right one, just the left one. It's driving me bizarre. If I fold you a paper airplane, will you go away? (laughs) Okay, everyone stop laughing now. If all you found is a math curriculum that you think you, that you think blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs>